Welcome, welcome, welcome back, MG Squad. My name is Alan, aka or typically tagged as Obsidian Fury because you know the Dark Knight tag has been with DC for some time and I'm kind of salty about <laughs> it. But anyway, I am today's host for the podcast. Joining me today is Anzi, the big boss lady from MG. Anzi, say hi. Howdy, guys. It's creatively Anzi or just Anzi, and I'm the founder of Melanin Gamers. Yes, she is. And just in case you guys didn't know, I am the chief researcher and also podcast presenter for Meddling Gamers. I basically do all the research behind the um, panels that we do at MCM Comic Con and EGX and that kind of stuff. With us, joining us today, straight from Streamcast, <laughs> a good friend of ours we met while we were MGing, if that's a word, is our good friend, Andy. Andy, how you doing? Hello, thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you good, doing? Good, good. I'm actually all right. Uh, would you rather me call you Andy or Blackamora? Either or, I respond to both. Cool, cool, cool. Because some people, they got the, like, that, that visage and they've got that, um, what's it called, the double identity to maintain, you know? But, you know, we'll call you, we'll call you Andy because we actually know each other. Um, yeah, exactly. Can you just give us... Exactly. <laughs> could, you give, could you give us a sneak peek, a preview of who you are and what your community does? Yeah, I am co-founder and director of Streamcast, which is a Black-owned gaming platform. We deliver content. We cover all things gaming in the form of podcasts, live streams, blog posts, weird bespoke YouTube videos. And uh, we've just started doing panel talks, uh, raising awareness about diversity in the games industry because it's pretty crap right now. And, you know, <laughs> we want to improve that. Yes, yes, yes. I saw the, um, actually, we'll get into it afterwards, but uh, just a quick hint. I saw the Brighton developer on one of your podcasts when you did, I think, your most recent one. And I was like, yes, my guy, my people are here. <laughs> and, we're not, and we're not here. <laughs> and we ain't going nowhere. But anyway, uh, before we go on to that bit, because that's something I actually want to deep dive into. Um, I just want to say you guys can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Let us know what you think of what we talked about today. Send comments and questions to our social medias at Melanin Gamers on Twitter or at Melanin Gamers on Instagram. We're actually everywhere. So just anywhere where there's a social presence, you'll find us. So just send us your questions, send us your comments, and then we'll do our best to answer. Or better yet, it might even become the next topic of our next podcast. But before we get to that, let's get a quick update with what's happening in the Melanin Gamers universe. GTA trilogy has been revealed and there's also and the rumor is that there's a GTA 4 remaster in the works right now I just I, I can't tell you guys where I get my rumors from because you know that's a trade secret and I, <laughs> I ain't revealing Reddit nothing post, to you guys Reddit post people that is the whole secret there we go you get your your rumors from the Reddit threads Okay, first off, I'm actually offended that you think I only get it from Reddit. I have you it's know just that Reddit. Reddit is actually literally just Reddit. I like how is... you didn't deny though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get it from everywhere. I'm not gonna lie to you. I get it from, from everywhere. Reddit, and it's like... You know it. Because Reddit is the superior. There we like, go. There we go. Internet. It's no because that's when you first hear rumors. When I first, I always first hear like any meme that I see that goes to Twitter, Instagram. I first see it on Reddit. Reddit is the base. Say Reddit. Then everywhere then. Else. It's not a big mystery. It's Reddit. Nah, because not just Reddit, innit? Like, it man has to keep his cards closed. It's literally closed, only so. Reddit. Sometimes it's IGN. <laughs> How dare you? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. 
I'm actually that actually stopped me in my tracks. I'm sorry, it's sorry. But anyway, um, Andy, Anzi, what do you guys think about the GTA trilogy and also the GTA 4 remaster? Um, the rumor. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep that out there. It's just a rumor. The GTA 4 remaster. It's just a rumor. But um, I'll start with Andy because he's the guest. So Andy, what do you think of the GTA trilogy? The reveals. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. Um, I appreciate the uh, <laughs> the kindness there. <laughs> so, in, in one on one hand, I actually don't really care about the GTA franchise. It's just one of those things that has never really clicked with me, and it's mm-hmm. probably partly because that their portrayal of black people is uh, questionable. So, okay, I think I think even as a you know a youngling, um, that kind mm-hmm. of thing has always been a bit like. Uh, so that's one side of me. On the other hand, I do remember GTA, like Vice City and all them things there. So yes. I might have to betray that other side of me and just get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in fact, GTA 4 rumor is true, then that's definitely going to be bought by me. I like, it's illogical because I don't really spend a lot of time on games, but Remasters, those GTA remasters, yeah, they can get in my basket. I'll definitely um, buy those. It can, it's it's going to join the backlog, I'm guessing. <laughs> Absolutely. The backlog um, yes. goes back to PS2 era. So there's a very yes. long backlog. <laughs> <laughs> As for your point on GTA not treating, um, not representing black people, we actually ourselves have spoken about it. Andy can attest to this where there's that double-edged sword where it's like, if we were to hold every single game to the certain accountability of, um, like, you should be representing us properly, we would basically probably, well, we would play some games, but how do I phrase it? It's it's the double-edged sword of, we understand that, you know, GTA San Andreas, the only way that they can have a black main character was that it had to be yeah. a gangster character because anything other might have not, clicked with the fans as well yeah. during that period that. of time yeah i get that. so yeah but still gta san andreas is still one of my favorite games and i'm i'm thankful that the gaming industry is not like that where we can still have black main characters where they don't necessarily have to fulfill the stereotype of gangster or sports mm-hmm. and yeah that's kind of like my the poison i choose to swallow because it's like i know gta san andreas didn't do a really good job when it came to um uh, representation but i know that how i rationalize it to myself is that that story is still valid like even though yeah. the, what behind it wasn't as good i know that there are people that actually live that kind of gangster life who are black as well and 100 you know they can and they, they can have their story told it's just the how do i say it oversaturating the market with that particular narrative that's when it gets dangerous rather than okay so we have a gangster okay cool we also have a technician okay cool we also have a lawyer okay cool and then we go from there just black people are not a monolith that's to be associated with crime rather if you get what i'm saying yeah i totally agree with that yeah Andy, how about you i know you're a massive gta fan and i know that um we we are diehard san andreas people because of the cheats we used to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, infinite jetpack and the infinite ammo and then we used to uh, race with each other how many stars and how quickly we can get it um so as yeah before i get carried away why don't you go give us a, give us your thoughts i mean we all know i'm a huge 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 fan of gta and it was the game that convinced me that i was a gamer when i played san andreas 
I was like, oh, I really, I played it start to finish and I was like, okay, I think I like gaming and I think I want to be a gamer. <laughs> and it was after playing GTA San Andreas that I came to that conclusion. <laughs> it wasn't after playing other games and I had been gaming before then. It was just, the story was rich. I, I get that now about um, the problem of representing us in certain ways, but there is, as you said, these stories are still valid. There are people in this. It's just like when I talk about the angry black woman trope. There are women who are black who are angry. That is a story. That is that's that's a true that's a true thing. It's just when Lord we... knows that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha! It's just when we keep seeing it, it becomes a stereotype. But I really think research that actually went into Jesus and Andreas. And I think they, they hit upon the sort of the crack epidemic, LA riots mm. and all of this sort of stuff that they genuinely researched in, in GTA. And you can see it from like the ballers and all, like, like there were two different sort of factions. Mm. And all yeah. of that, to me, I love a good, that's why I got into gaming. I used to only play story, story-based games. Like if a game had a narrative, that's, those are the only kind of games that I would play because I love a really good story. And I really enjoyed the story of GTA and what it sort of showed me about you know, some parts of America as well. Because, you know, as, as a British woman, I, I would never see these things. And playing a game, you actually get into, get to see the lives of how some people will live in America being black. Some people, I will say that. And so that's what something that a game that is done very well will give us. Obviously, take this with a pinch of salt because I'm a GTA stan. <laughs> but I, if it's, I, you know, I don't like rumors. I barely even watch a trailer because if I like something, I only need to see about 10 seconds of the trailer and I'm already pre ordering it. GTA. That's wild. Off, That's wild. Anyway, they, they, they have never, ever done me wrong from Red Dead Redemption to GTA. Like, they are, I trust them. I'm in good hands there. I know they're going to tell a good story. So, they're, it's very few games. Like, any Assassin's Creed is already a straight pre-order. You don't even have to tell me. Jesus. You just have to say Assassin. And I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that side of me. Same goes for GTA. I have all of the GTAs. I love those games. I'm a stan, obviously. So if they're remastering something, you know who's going to be the first in line at the queue. It's going to be me. <laughs> so that's all. But it's a rumor. And I won't, unless they themselves say that this is a I'm not even gonna like I don't even I you know how I feel about rumors I hate rumors and all that sort of stuff like and I hate leaks as well I don't like leaks I don't watch leaks so and when they haven't said anything I'm not even I don't pay any mind to any of these rumors fair enough but okay before we get to that um you made two there was two points that you made that I wanted to talk about but now I can't remember them god dang it there was the um research I don't know when it no, the remastering of GTA, it's just that I feel like, and this is like all over entertainment media where it's like, we are going down this path of remastering and the remaster, like, some remasters just can't be done in this day and age properly. And I'm like, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of tired of it. Like, I'm not going to lie, if they remastered Road Trip, you know you would get that game. But you know why? Do you know, there's a difference. There's a big difference. The, the big difference is that Road Trip and Resident Evil 1 and 2 People who, when it's been remastered, there are people that weren't even alive when they played that game. So Resident Evil 2 came out in 1994, I think, or 1995. That's the day I was, that was the year I was born. That's 20 years. And they brought it back. They updated the graphics. They didn't change the story. They didn't do anything. They just updated the graphics, made it more playable here on this gen. And that's all they did. Whereas 
a lot of the games that they're remastering, like look at Mass Effect. Mass Effect was what? Six, seven years old? People are yeah. still alive and they still have fond memories of Mass Effect when they played it. It didn't need to be remastered. It just feels like we're hashing the same kind of ideas over and over again. We're repackaging it. And Rockst- like Rockstar has probably the best list of IPs under their belt. Like, have we forgotten about um, Bully? Yeah. Yo. Uh, have we for- yeah, have we forgotten about, um, what's that, uh, Fallout? Look how many, they, they have so many under their belt that they could remaster those. Don't remaster GTA, remaster those, and then we can talk. But GTA remastered the trilogy, I'm not really looking forward to it, because first off, where's my GTA 6? Alan, <laughs> I have to stop you there. If they don't remake or remaster those games, then they have to work on GTA 6, and they don't want to do that. They're just tricking everyone. That's true. Maybe they will do it. Like, give them some time. Yeah, give them a couple decades. Give them about ten years. Yeah. (laughs) By that, by that logic, Valve has been working on um, Half Life (laughs) Three. Half Life Three has never happened. You better let go of that pipe dream right now. Yeah, that's no. If (laughs) was. I refuse. But anyway, uh, we have to go on to the next topic. Otherwise, we're going to get bogged down. We only got like another five minutes in this segment. But um, I know this one's for Andy. Sega have basically confirmed the next title for the upcoming Sonic game called Sonic Rangers. Have you heard of it, brother? In passing. (laughs) Exactly. It's still a rumor. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's, it's these rumors. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a weird Sonic fan. So I do appreciate, you know, the franchise and everything they've done. Uh, I actually think they have more crap games than they have good games. So <laughs> I need to see the game being played before I'll even buy the game. So I don't have any faith in the Sonic Rangers game. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I've been scarred too many times. Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic <laughs> 06, Sonic what? Forces. How dare you, Sonic, Sonic, Shadow the Hedgehog, and Shadow. Um, Sonic Heroes Shadow and Sonic Adventures 2 are the three best games, in my opinion, for Sonic. So, I would agree with you when it comes to Sonic Heroes and okay. Sonic Adventure 2. Those, those are good games. Yeah. got vibes. But Shadow the Hedgehog is just Sonic and GTA having, you know, weird <laughs> marriage. It's a bit mad. Why, do we, why is a hedgehog, yeah, carrying a Glock? <laughs> the question is, why not? Sonic's too pure. Shadow don't care. <laughs> what does Sonic want to be? Because <laughs> it sounds like Shadow doesn't know. But that's the point of the game. He didn't know who he was. So man picked up the Glock. I, I don't know. And you, you know, you had the, the jewelry as well. You know what they're trying to do there. Yes. Yeah, Sega were wrong for that. Yeah, he was urban. Urban. He was the urban. That's player. it. Yes. <laughs> the urban, urban genre of gaming. I can't. I can't. Wow. And, uh, okay, that, that was below the belt for them because even I actually heard because I I'm, I did all the endings and there was like like fifteen endings and I, was, I did all of them. So yeah, and then you got oh, to get to yeah. secret ending as well. So I, mean, I was a big fan of that. That was the game. That and Sonic um, Adventure Two. Sonic is it so, it's Sonic something and um, Adventures Two something like that where he's in the arc and you get to fight Shadow. That was one of the um, yeah, saving points for me. Mm. Yeah, I need that remade. Fact, yeah, exactly. That can be remade. That can be remade. Whereas Sonic Heroes remade, there's no, there's no point. Actually, maybe. Actually, anyway, anyway I'm getting off the Yeah. 
<laughs> Yeah, I was talking. Uh, Sonic Rangers. I want to see some more stuff before I'm sold on it. Um, of course, I'm a big Sonic fan. The Sonic movie is one of the best gaming movies I've seen. So I think the IP has, you know, new life in
haven't watched it, so spoiler free. Oh, okay. Make sure you watch it and form your own opinion. I think even if you hate it, it's worth a watch. I loved it. I think it's a beautiful story. And okay. yeah, I think people who are donking on the film, I need to see the explanation on why. Because I mean, there, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot that goes on in the film, and mm-hmm. I need to make sure they're hating it for the right reasons. That's what I'm going to say. I think they did very well in terms of representation. I don't want to say too much because I don't know on the grand scale of spoilers what the spoiler is, so I'm not trying to say anything that goes on in the film, but there's very good representation. I think that the colours are so vibrant. If I was a kid, I would have loved the film based on that alone. Um, Cinematography is beautiful. I think Marvel have really clocked onto the game. They know how to make good movies to the point where I care about crappy heroes like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man. Why would any? Why would casuals care about those heroes? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because uh, DC have failed making the easiest superhero movies: Superman and Batman. Uh, Testable bro. films. You had to go there, didn't you? You couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help. You had to. I know. Go. I know. To... For some reason, I feel like there's a there's some DC fans on the pod. I don't know why. But, um, I just have to make sure that I. Oh, my days. What, what are you doing? What are you trying to do right now? I, I'm trying to spread the word of Chose the truth. Violence today. Word of the truth. I'm not gonna like. Agree. like even in terms of visuals, I don't want this to be Marvel versus DC. I'm sorry, but like if DC would win. But let's go, please go on. I mean, if, oh. if it's a, if it's a fist fight, yeah, maybe. But we're talking about <laughs> entertainment, yeah, yeah. Marvel's uh, Marvel's guys are entertaining. I care about what they're doing. I don't care about Batman. There's been like nine Batmans. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like he's got I mean, a point there. There's been like nine Batmans. How many times you got to see Thomas Wayne die? That's not even oh a spoiler at this point. You guys always pull that card on us. to it. <laughs> Jack and pearl necklaces. Get out of here. What? Bruce Come Wayne. on. Bruce Wayne is more equipped to stop the violence in Gotham than Batman is. That's very true. Batman's a weirdo <laughs> with a fetish. <laughs> Beating up. Low-income workers at night. <laughs> Come on. Low-income workers, you had to add that in. Wow. Okay, Andy, to be fair, um, Andy does have a point. Like, for me, I think that DC has very little faith when it comes to their full roster of what they can bear to bring to the big screen. Like, look how well Aquaman did and look how well Wonder Woman did. That, those films did so well because it was such a breath of fresh air of something different. Whereas we either get nine films of Superman or we get 15 films of Batman. There's been like six Batmans in the last 10 years. That's wild. Whereas there's only been one Wonder Woman and there's only been... How many Oscars does Marvel have, please? I'm sorry, I'm was sorry, it not the Joker oh, film, which is part like of the Batman one, which is part of the Batman franchise that won an Oscar, and also Ooh. Dark Knight, no Batman. another Batman one, their Oscar. Marvel, your rebuttal, what is it? Ledger. What is your rebuttal, Marvel, yeah? Well, um, Batman had nothing to do with those wins, so I'd like to have you know. Joker had no Batman in it at all, and uh, the Dark Knight was yes, because he did. of Heath Ledger. He did. A young Ledger. Bruce Wayne was in that film. Young Bruce Wayne. Yeah, too young to do any damage to the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
is oh, happening? See, this is not a fight between DC MGT, and Marvel. Yeah, MGT Miedis. You see, this happens when you put two a Marvel and a DC stand in one room. And the thing is, DC stands can't stand to lose, even when they know it. But anyway, the thing is, I've I don't got, even care about either brand like that. Exactly, that's my stance. I don't. I'm just seeing it from the point of a comic book nerd who is like, I would never would have thought I would see Spider Man web swing onto Mjolnir on the big screen. I thought that as a nerd that when I was growing up, I was like, this will never happen, but a man can dream. Then 20 years later, I see it. I'm like, so I'm like half crying in the cinema. But before we like devolve <laughs> into Marvel. Marvel fanboy. Who me? I love both equally. I, I'm not, I'm it's not. It's a lie. No, I love it's both lie. equally. That's why I'm able to criticize both equally. I love them I both like- equally. So I'm going to criticize. But so, We've talked about the where's Martha, like who's Martha. We've talked about it. So oh, we're not going oh, to dive into that. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to dive into that. Don't turn that into this. Don't turn that into this discussion. Exactly. We're not going to dive into that because I can criticize a comic because I read a lot of comics. So I can criticize it fairly. I'm like, this is where they went wrong. This is where they did right. And then blah, 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 blah. Sometimes even Marvel, some, what I like about Marvel, they can even surprise me. I know what's coming. With Civil War, I've read the comic book back to back multiple times. And I still was, and it was still a pleasant film because I didn't know what was coming. And a lot of Marvel films do that. Whereas DC, where they surprise me is where they end up failing. That's that's the, that's the difference. And I mean, it would have been, Batman vs Superman would have been so much better if it wasn't like, there, there's so many stories where it's Batman vs Superman in the comics. But I think the better story is when Batman and Superman have to work together and you have to put aside their differences. So there's still that element of conflict between ideals and um, identity of what both stand for. But when they have to put it, put that aside or they reconcile it for the true sense of justice, because justice is hope and it's also vengeance put together, then you can have a decent story. But they don't, they didn't do that. They just appealed to the fans. It's like, oh, look, we got two titans coming to fight each other. Yay. And it's like, and it, that's just my two. Like, this could be a whole I made different that statement, and I make no apologies. You're welcome. So thank you for that. So that's what that's what his week was like. Andy, how about you? How was your week? Um, my week was good. Thanks. So, um, of course, the new season of Apex. You know, we love Apex. Oh yes, yes, yes. Apex season eleven, which was so much fun, which is so much mm. fun. I'm currently grinding ranked. I'm also reading. I'm doing NaNoWriMo which is November is National Writing Month, but it's been shortened to NaNoWriMo. 50,000 words to be written. And it's a lot. So I'm I'm focusing on writing and also reading because when you write, you have to read. They go hand in hand. And I'm reading the second part of this dystopian book where murder is legalized. (laughs) So so people go around. Yeah, murder, murder is they don't call it murdering they call it gleaning and you can go and someone and it's oh. actually been sanctioned so it's a really interesting premise i think i know this we could talk about it's the one i read briefly when i was at you guys' place isn't it the yeah one where yeah they have- i'm okay, on the yeah, second yeah, yeah, book now so i won't give any spoilers but it is a very interesting premise and on humanity i guess dystopian books are always about like you know a commentary on humanity and how everything turns terrible when, when there's a problem like you see people's true colors the good and the bad mm. That's why I find it really interesting. So I guess I've been doing that. Um, I haven't really watched... I, I did watch one show, which is um, Kaepernick's Life Story. I haven't finished it. We're going to finish it this weekend with my cousins. And the first episode, 
I suggest every single person watch Colin Kaepernick's, um, I guess his biography on Netflix. Mm. Ava um, is just a masterful storyteller and a director. And I just, even the first episode, the chills that it sent through me and what this man has given up in the name of justice, I feel like I'm not even doing half as much as what he's doing. Like he gave up his career the name of just taking a stand against something and i am in awe of him and it's just it's an amazing amazing documentary and i suggest everyone every single person should watch it because storytelling is lovely and his everything about that show is wonderful and obviously true as well so i really suggest that people will give it a watch um so that's what i've been doing this week um there was actually two things i wanted to touch upon when it came to firstly the dystopian um dystopian novels are often when i remember i read a black writer i think as a black writer we have this notion that when it comes to dystopian that at that at that point in time race won't matter because it's mm-hmm. either there's the wealth gap is so huge that the rich people live forever and then the poor people just get stomped on so at that point if you're if you're poor you don't have time to be racist <laughs> there is no time to be racist or to be sexist there is no time because we're just we're all seen as one class underneath the, the working class i think in your for your comment about dystopian things it depends on the writer as well even mm. in dystopian books race is still an issue even amongst people like the, the working class and what i found interesting is i read books from of different races and what i always mm. find interesting is the commentary on race and how deeply um writers of color and writers who are not of colour want to delve into that um, mm. narrative based on what they know and what they don't know, you know? Okay. Why would, why would it, it, it's not really part of their worldview, race, at all. Yeah. It's not something mm. that affects them, so it wouldn't be something that they would really write about. That's okay, also another reason why a lot of these dystopian books, it may seem that race and gender and all that sort of stuff are not, um, are not part of it, but they are. If a white man is writing a book, what would he say about a woman's experience in a dystopian society? Mm. No? It really also depends on the race of the writer as well and what they would find important. And even sometimes what's part of their worldview. Something like that might not even cross his mind to write about. It's not part of his worldview. That's true. I didn't didn't think about it like that, but yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at working class population in this country, for example, despite them having more in common with people of different skin tones and skin colours, they are, you know, aligning themselves with the rich who don't want anything to do with them. So mm. I, I think even in a distant future, I think those issues will still apply, you know, um, race and gender. That's true. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it like that, but yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good discussion. Good discussion. Okay, but um, before I start, we start waffling on these. I've got like like four different podcast ideas I can just go into. But today we're here for Streamcast. So my week was I finished Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, well, I, nice. Yeah, there's I did a review on it. It's about eight minutes long on on the YT. You guys go check it out because I oh well, actually I didn't go. I did actually go pretty in depth, but I gave my full reasoning of what my thoughts were on that game. And then I think my next game on the docket is Deathloop and Returnal and Darkest Dungeon 2. And, uh, okay, 
My next game is going to be Deathloop because that's the one that I was actually waiting for all year for and that and maybe Halo just to see how Halo would pan out because I'm kind of getting sick and tired of how many Halo games there are when after Halo 3 they said finish the fight so I was like why is there more fight but anyway my next game is going to be Deathloop I'm going to go and try and take a look at that and see what that's about because I really like the idea and it's from the same people who did Prey which is should be a that should be a Bethesda publisher so I'm going to go check it out and obviously on my timeline, the Travis Scott incident keeps coming. I don't know why it kept on coming up on my timeline, but probably because um, Fortnite have removed his emote from their thingy-majiggy, their game, their system. Boy. Which is predictable. They want to try and distance themselves as far as possible considering how things yeah. are turning out. Regardless of whose fault it was, I, I, don't, I, I don't know much about the situation, but I do know that when an incident like that with that, with that many casualties occurs, it's not just the headliner's fault. It also could be doing with the security. But I think people get hung up on going after the big name rather than going after people who are actually meant to be held accountable. So I think in that regard, we have to be careful because as much as like you want to put away, you want to put away Travis Scott because Travis Scott is the big name. Some people whose actual fault it was could go free and end up doing it again. So in that regard, we have to be careful. But yeah, I don't know the full um, incident. I don't know all the facts, but I do know that we're um, levying quite a bit. Of what I know so far, I think there's a, there's more than enough blame to go around rather than just peeping it all on Travis Scott's shoulders. And I'm not even really a fan of his anyway. So, yeah, if there's anything you guys want to add to that before I could, like, continue to the main discussion point? Um, I think in terms of the, the obviously what happened was exceptionally tragic. And Indeed. with people dying because you know a concert and things like that, but you know I you know how I feel about cancel culture. I think mm. it's a it's a toxic thing that um, unfortunately social media has created, and it's people who need to be blamed. I think very, people are very quick to make a decision and to say mm. things that are sometimes a little bit outlandish. And what we really should be focusing on are the people who died and to obviously their families and things like that and also trying to hold people who are actually accountable accountable for what happened mm. and i really don't think travis scott had anything to do with the security or the venue or any of that sort of thing i don't know how these mm. things are run but he's obviously the forefront he's the face of it yeah I really don't think he's in charge of any of these things. I don't know. And finding that out is obviously going to take time and energy. And people would mm. rather just do a hashtag or something clickbaity. That is just for posts and things like that. When mm. what's real is people have actually died. And now people need to be, you know, there's, there needs to be someone who takes accountability of this. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. Something crazy on social media. Totally agree. I think I don't know enough to place blame on anyone. I think it's Travis Scott has a history of behaving badly, especially in public. So I think mm. when something like this happens, the masses will try to assign blame on him. Whether you know he has anything to do with it or anything like that, I don't know, and I'm not going to get into that. But um, yeah, I think. It is very sad that there have been um, tragedies and mm -hmm. hopefully those families will be able to come to some sort of peace and um, get through this. 
Agreed. But yes, yeah, just like um, everybody just said, we agree. But, so yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with the families any loved ones. But um, let's move on to our main discussion um, topic, which is um, kind of dark. But yeah, we'll try and line up the mood. But let's move on to it. Let's jump to our main session. So, as you know, MG is dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion in the games industry. In addition to all that we do to make this happen, we also be conducting a series of interviews with various people of color in the games industry to highlight and promote all the work that they do. In layman's terms, basically talking to an individual who personifies the value of meddling gamers. And as if you guys didn't know, Andy has been a, he's been a day one with us. So that's why we're able to talk and chat like this, because he's been, Streamcast have been the, a very, very good friend to meddling gamers, Andy and the entire team. But I don't want to actually like get into it. I'll actually, now's the time to get into it. But let's, let's start from the beginning. So Andy, what is your origin story and what set you down the path of building Streamcast alongside your partners? So it started though, a long time ago, the early days of YouTube, I wouldn't say late noughties. Oh. And I, yeah, this is long. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it <laughs> short and sweet though. I'm not seeing any black creators. Like everyone who's playing games, everyone who's cracking jokes, the faces there are mainly white male men. Mm. Uh, a certain black man comes on the scene uh, called KSI and he starts you know putting videos here and there um, I, I didn't really uh, click with his content so I wanted to make something a bit different and I knew from then I wanted to do something but I didn't know what uh, mm. so fast forward to about 2015-16 I'm you know, thinking up ideas of what we could do. And I'm running through things I love to do. Gaming is, is by far the, the most enjoyable thing that I like to do when it comes to pastimes and hobbies. Uh, so I try to kind of work this in um, with someone because I don't think platforms should just be run by one person. So um, Fair enough. For, for me, um, I'll, I'll reword that. I couldn't do this by myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think um, there's there's a lot of things that I, I think I lack individually that I think with um, a team uh, can make uh, stronger. So Isaac is mm. my oldest friend. My oldest friends, actually. And um, I approached him about making a games studio, not studio, but a gaming platform where we talk about games. And Isaac says, yeah. Uh, we start talking about games on our podcast and that's really how it gets started so we are a different voice in the games industry giving you like a perspective from a couple of black men from london and it kind of just snowballed out of there where um troy joined and really took hold of like the presentation of the brand um logos uh just all of that and then uh, akira came on as well to give us an even more diverse perspective so the origin story is we didn't see enough black content creators, so we thought, screw it, we'll do it ourselves. Yes, sir. So it's done. Yeah, I'm always surprised. Like everybody, normally when it comes to communities that come on here, we always have like it's very similar where we just didn't see ourselves represented. So you know what? 
F it, we're going to do it ourselves. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to make space for me at your table, I'm just going to make my own table and then I'll share yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's always, yeah, it's always good hearing. I'm actually, I'm actually, yeah, this is the first time I've heard the, the origin story. I think um, we've, we've, we've always got up to no good when we meet up and chat, but yeah, this yeah. Is the time has actually been like leveled out to me, but yeah, hearing the streamcast um, origin story is always good. Um, what so, what do you think your community represents? I think it represents. Um, different. I think our community knows what to expect from us. Uh, we are surprisingly honest. If we don't like a game, we will actually crap on it as opposed to skirting around the issue. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think the community has come to an understanding that we are those people that you talk to. If you were at school at lunchtime, we talk together. If you were at uni, you know, when you didn't have a period, we'd be the ones you'd be kicking it with. And I think that's the mentality that we try to, to put into the brand. Like, we're super candid, we're super honest, and we're authentic. And I think that's something that the community has um, uh, realized from us and has also taken from us. We love mm. the fact that our community can be honest with us. And it is a massive family, I would say. So... Uh, the other day, one of um, our friends who we've met through Streamcast um, mm. was saying how Streamcast is a really safe space for him because he's gone to events and played games and then it's completely toxic because he's good at games and when he beats people, you know, it doesn't end up well, you know, either arguments or, you know, things happen. But when, when he's played with us, you know, everyone just takes it in their stride. It's funny. No one expects to win all the time and no one thinks yeah. that they're the best everyone's humble and everyone just wants to play and have a good time and that is what community represents a good time honesty and authenticity yes i agree but i where i disagree is that when someone beats me it's because they got lucky there is no other excuse or reason <laughs> <laughs> no, hey no, i mean no. i've been i've been to Ooh, what was that <laughs> no been... go on go on go on Oh, so, yeah. I've been to a couple of your events and um, yeah, I've got my ass kicked on a couple of games. So I, you know, I think people should know how defeat tastes like. Otherwise, mm. you know, you don't really know how good it is to be good at stuff. Yes, precisely. I agree. I just... Um... <laughs> we're, we're working on it, Alan. We're working on it. <laughs> precisely. We're working on it. We need to bring some more champions for me to defeat. But anyway... <laughs> Um, but I actually really, really agree with you at that point because a lot of people, they know how to trash talk, but they don't know how to take an L. And that's a yeah. massive red flag for me. It's like, if you want to trash talk, that's absolutely fine. But when you get your L, you hold that shit and you sit yeah. down, you take a knee, you run the clock. Don't say nothing. <laughs> don't tell me control pad. Don't tell me nothing. Hold your L. That's it. And then we can talk. And I think people need to learn. If you're going to trash talk, you need to learn how to take L's. That is one of the things that, like, I love trash talking. I'm arrogant. But when someone beats me, it hasn't happened. But when someone beats me, I sit down and I take my L. And if there's a bet to be made, I pay out if I have to. But just sit down and take your L. And I think a lot of gamers are, um, not. I wouldn't say a lot of gamers, a lot of toxic gamers can be, like, they just go off the range they go off the like the reservation when it comes to it but yeah i 110 agree with you 
um, and I've actually been to streamcasters um, events and they are actually very candid and you guys are actually pretty chill and and very humble like the complete opposite of me guys basically <laughs> they, these guys are the ones you want to surround yourself with whereas I'm that guy that we all laugh at and then I come in with your asses <laughs> I'm, I'm, joking, I'm, joking, I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking but um, continuing on this is actually kind of a divergent but I wanted to talk about because I was listening to some of your podcasts recently and you guys went to develop Brighton where you guys were talking on a uh, on a panel about diversity. I just want to know how that went for you guys. Uh, that was really good. I was completely shitting it from day one. <laughs> um, I do have a very pessimistic nature and mm. when we like arrange everything i was just thinking all right but they're not gonna pick us it's fine it's fine whatever and then they turned around and said yeah we'd love for you guys to speak at our event like, oh shit now it's real <laughs> <laughs> so i try to hide it but i'm very lazy and i don't like doing a lot of stuff um so it was a lot of stress <laughs> uh planning everything because obviously it was our first talk we wanted to leave a good impression mm. um i'm quite hands-on with everything I do for Streamcast. I, I don't like to put out stuff that is crap if I know it could have been better. So um, mm. I made the whole script for myself. Uh, Troy was working on slides and uh, yeah, it was a collaborative effort. <sighs> Man, it was long. It was so long. <laughs> we worked, like It took me back to uni. You know when you have like six Red Bulls and you're up all night because the assignment is due at, what, 11.55 or something? <laughs> it, it was it was. Cr- I don't want to. I don't want to get into trouble. But it was crunch time for us. We crunched oh, very God. hard. <laughs> it was, it Brother, was crunch time for us. When I tell you, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> we know exactly how you feel when there's a that moment before you could jump onto stage and you got people looking at you and you're like, you're about to talk about diversity and the black experience when it comes to mm-hmm. gaming, and they all look at you and you're like. It's like, nowadays I'm like we've been doing this for like you guys have mm-hmm. friendly game of third birthday we've been doing this for years but um I've if anything the butterflies in my stomach hasn't gone away what I do is I'm able to recognize it better I'm like oh I'm nervous before I go to stage rather than before I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and then my mind spirals but now I'm like my, my head's level I'm cool I'm like oh I'm just a little bit nervous before I step onto the stage I have my little I, I like I rib someone like I just we have a banter and then it's like I just get into the flow of it. So I think that's what you guys need. But yeah, I'm I'm yes. thrilled that you guys um the developed Brighton it went it was a great success. So I've heard and I can't wait to, for you guys to um next time you guys can jump onto our panel and then we're gonna see go from there because just having you guys there would be so much fun talking chit and chat. I think that'd be great. Yeah, Anzi. Mm-hmm. I know this. We we've we've done our fair share of panels. So, is there any golden nuggets of wisdom you could pass on? Golden nuggets of wisdom in terms of a panel. Uh, it's scary every single time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> every time I have a panel that's coming up, I'm nervous, very very nervous. But I try to tell myself that I've done this before. That I can do it again. If I've done this before, I can do it again. I can do it again, then let me just do it. And let's get this done. And I try okay. to envision something that I'm going to give myself 
afterwards, like um, caramel hot chocolate or a bacon double cheeseburger, something like that. And I think <laughs> about that. <laughs> the, the, that this has been researched. That this is a good panel. I'm surrounded by good people. And if I'm rumbling, you know, there's someone on the panel that's going to catch me. Who you're on the yeah. panel with also really matters, you know. And I'm always fortunate with people who are really great on the panel. I'm usually there with my brother, Koye, you know, with people I trust and know, and that we have done this again. If you've done it before, you can do it again. That's all you have to tell yourself. And you can get it yeah. done. I appreciate that. It's the wisdom, the wisdom of um, Anzig <laughs> is deep and rich. <laughs> Except when it comes to games. Like, what's going on in the ball? You can't, like, it's all wishy-washy. But anyway. Yeah, your, your game knowledge is lacking. Like, I need to, we, we need to do another boot camp. Because, which could be My game knowledge of Apex <laughs> is, is so good. I could write their games for them. So oh, really? Is that why you guys couldn't beat me when it came to, actually, we're getting off topic. This Today is about stream cards. Anywhere. But, but, no, no, no. We're going to have time. Don't worry. We're going to have exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> nonsense. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Andy, okay. So Andy, have you, um, when it comes to Streamcast, have you had to overcome any kind of barriers or hurdles when it came to creating it or managing the Streamcast or any opportunities, rather? I would say yes. Not, not, as, off, not as many as I thought so. Um, okay. So there have been a few barriers and hurdles. I think arguably the biggest one has been starting just because... Mm. there's a lot of anxiety and, and thoughts about oh what if this doesn't do well what if people don't like it blah 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 don't have the technology starting is really the best way to just get yourself going because once you start you know the momentum will build and you don't need to be the finished article on episode one so mm. I think that's been a big obstacle that we've overcome I think um that can apply to the developed writing thing as well, just because that was our first time we did a talk. Something that we have to overcome. Um, I, w I would say it's, it's been a lot of um, talking to other uh, mutual creators and uh, PR companies that has been um, barriers in itself, just because it's stuff that we are getting used to still. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of barriers and <laughs> obstacles, that's really as far as it goes because we've just been uh, now getting into our bag of just like pumping out content and coming up with ideas and implementing them. And um, I think that's one thing that we're still um, trying to get to uh, the next level, like being on top of our own stuff, organizing our own time and making sure that you know, when we say something's going to happen, we make it happen. Um, but data communication. CEO vibes. <laughs> CEO vibes, yo. When something's happening, happening. I think regular communication is is key to like all of those um, things that I've said earlier. Agreed. Anzi, you taking notes. So that means you can't call me a pagan anymore. <laughs> I can call you a pagan whenever I want to call you a pagan. Thank you very much. A Cretan too. Hey, yo, Streamcast, you got any openings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a huge scandal. <laughs> wow. What a wow. 
But yeah, your your the streamcast growth has been amazing, and I've guys, you guys have grown from strength to strength. How old is Streamcast, if you mind me asking? Uh, we're just over three years ourselves. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like you guys have been growing, so it's like yeah. So what you call it? I'm I'm I'm, I'm expecting you guys to see you now. When I saw the developed brain, I was I'm Britain Brighton. I was like, oh, okay, so these guys are playing in the big leagues. So I was like, okay, cool. We need we need to get there as well. <laughs> Hey, I've seen you guys do panels at Comic Con. They don't just give those out. That is true, but Comic Con is always an experience, and it's like I think that next time we should um do like a collab on that because that'd be too much fun. You guys are like too much banter and at Comic Con. Actually, no, actually, I've actually seen you guys at Comic Con, and you guys were doing. I think it was interviews. Was it interviews or like a? Yeah, they were like, they were like uh, interviews. Yeah, well, that was actually pretty fun. I was like. Actually, next time I'm going to sneak in, like, with a mask. <laughs> on the hey. Just to see if I can. Hey, if you're going to get a yeah. Comic-Con, just hit us up. 100%. That. Okay, definitely. But um, How about prospects for the future? Do you have any more ideas for the future when it comes to the community? Like, where do you guys want to go from here? Yeah, I think we want to be, like, a hub for people of our uh, community. So... When it comes to, put it bluntly, markets that the big corporations don't look at, we want to be that place where people go, hey, you know, I am someone from a place that, you know, don't have a lot of money or capital. We would like to hold events and work with them to make them, you know, just with members of society. Um, we want to be a place where you can just let your hair down and have fun. We want to we 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 take things seriously when it comes to like streamcast standards, but like when it comes to these events, we want everyone to just have a good time and let their hair down and um just forget about the world for a few. That's why we do certain things like our quizzes. They are wild and they're wacky, and um I don't want anyone to take them seriously because it's just meant to be fun for a few hours. Um, that's really what we want to do. Like you said it earlier in the pod, we do want to take over. Um. <laughs> and I'm sure with our team that we can do that because there's a there's I think we cover everything. Our strengths are very good, and um, we've got plenty of ideas. But um, it's all about implementation and execution that will um, uh, be the true sign of growth. That is. I'm not, I've been on your um quiz and I got my ass handed to me. Like literally like my opponent, like he chopped my ass, cooked it, and served <laughs> it to me on a plow. I'm not even joking, he served it to me with like a bottle of rose. That is how much he handed it to me. I have was <laughs> never felt I never felt so stupid when it came to gaming knowledge. I thought my gaming knowledge was actually pretty good. I'm like, oh so to these man, I'm just a casual gamer. Like Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, no, I make the quizzes very hard because people need to be humbled. <laughs> You're saying I need to be humbled? humbled? What? Did I hear exactly, that it's a fun concept. But no, I'm not going to lie. No, <laughs> I'm going to stick by what I said. Sometimes you need to be, you need to, when you take, when you get your L, you sit down. And I took my, I was, like when I was gaming, I was proper silent when I was gaming. I was like, wow, I don't know anything. <laughs> I was playing, I was, <laughs> what was I playing? I was, um, I was playing Mortal Kombat, I'm like, who's this fiery guy? I don't know who he is because I know nothing. Who's this ice guy in Mortal Kombat? I know nothing. 
I was like, I don't know, I don't know anything. So I was like, like the questions were like, what Sega, like what I remember the question. It was like, what um consoles have the Sega release? And Isaac was just like pulling names like Genesis out of I'm like, what? How is that even on your mind? The only like the only one I was able to bring back was the Injustice roster. Cause that one, oh, I yeah. Played, yeah, I played to death on that one. So I was like, no, okay, I've taken L's today, but this one I'm gonna win. And then we went all the way to the like we named all the roster. Like, yeah, you got into DLC. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, so these guys don't play next time. Yeah, I'm like doing that. You know those big thick books that they do? They give contestants before they go on a game show. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm reading that. That's what I'm reading before I come on streamcast. Like, now nah, I'm not gonna embarrass myself again. I don't think you embarrassed yourself. Uh, I mean, I do try to be fair. Like, I knew you were coming on, so I made sure there was some injustice stuff there. Um, I do try to be fair for everyone who comes on. Um, but also, I am a bit of a dick, so, like, <laughs> quizzes will always be hard. Just know that. <laughs> I'm not, the brother, I'm with you, because I make quizzes too, For and I'm like, I, I yeah. separate, I'm like, okay, this is for the casuals and this is for me flexing on them. <laughs> like, I knew this. Did you know that? That's what I do. So Yeah, I've been to one of your guys. quizzes. Yeah, they're, they're hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's to Annabelle's specification, to Andy's specification. So it's not my fault. It's definitely her fault, if anybody asks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy. And we're going to go on to the quick fire questions where we're going to ask you and then you're going to give you like 10 to 15 seconds to answer this. So you have to be hot with it. Okay. So, Andy, I know you've got a couple questions. Best piece of advice you've ever gotten and worst piece of advice you've ever gotten. Is that question to Andy or do I have to answer that? We will have to answer it. So we will have 15 seconds. So we'll oh. go with Andy first because he's the guest and I want to put him on the spot. <laughs> okay, Andy, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Then what's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice I've gotten would be tied with you guys when um, you gave me advice about panels and talks. Um, oh, <laughs> Worst piece of advice is um, this tool who told me not to do legs on uh, when working out. He told me to... <laughs> yeah, Never he told skip me... leg day. Yeah, he told me to skip leg day, and then from there I realized that he shouldn't even have a gym membership. I just was like, yeah, okay, 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 all right, cool, bye. What twat? <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's disrespectful. You have to find out where he lives for, for that one, man. You have to find out where he lives. <laughs> uh, I think it was up north. <laughs> I'm with you, don't worry. Road trip, let's go. <laughs> Anzi, how about you? piece of advice i've ever gotten that's very difficult i would say there's a lot of advice that's been really really helpful well um, how much advice i give you let's pick from my roster and we can call it a name <laughs> well that's oh, probably wow. the worst piece of advice i've ever gotten Best <laughs> <laughs> piece of advice i've ever gotten i think it would be from my sister which said that you can decide how this day or this moment affects you no, it was my birthday actually. No, no, it was the MG event, the Microsoft one, and we arrived late. And I was feeling I get very, very anxious. God knows it when I do get on the panel, but I, I, yes. I suffer from really, like, really bad anxiety. And because we were late, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna go terrible. I was having like a full-on meltdown. And she's like, wait, 
You can decide right now in this second how exactly you want the rest of the day to go. Right now in this moment, you can either just pretend to be happy if you have to be. In that second, I decided, okay, this day is going to be a good day. The panel's going to go well. The rest of the evening is going to go well. And we smashed the panel. It was one of my favorite. It's actually one of my favorite panels that we did at the mm. Microsoft Store for the International Women's Day. And that second, I just decided, let me just change the way I'm thinking right now and just think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Whatever happens, it's going to be good. And it was good. So I think that was the best piece of advice I've ever been given. And I try to still do that now. If I'm having like a crappy day or a bad day, I was like, in this moment, I can still decide to turn this day around. And that day worked. That happened for my birthday too. The, f- the first half of the day wasn't going very well. And I was just like, you guys weren't here, blah, blah, blah. I like to spend my birthday with my family. Like, that's just one of the things I like to do. And so when they got there late, I was just like, my sister said that again to me. And I decided right now, you want to spend the rest of the day happy, don't you? And I was like, I do. <laughs> the rest of the day was good. <laughs> so the best piece of advice was definitely for my sister, the boss. Um, worst piece of advice, definitely from Alan. Almost everything. What? <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. Almost everything okay, I wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will um, say that's very good advice from your sister. Yeah. My sister. Best piece Andy? of advice. That is a difficult yeah. one because most people actually are really have my back in terms of the advice. But I would say it was... Um, that's very difficult, actually. Because I don't... I feel like I don't surround myself with people who would give me bad advice. And who it I could be bad give. advice. It could be bad advice that I didn't mean to give. Like, what you call it? I, I, okay, I'll give you. Oh, okay, I get you. I get you. No, no, I get you. I get you. Um, one of the advice was, so someone stole my idea for something, and one my best friend she said that I should drag them online, and she knows me and knows that I'm first of all I'm really not a confrontational person. Second of all, the idea of dragging someone online, I, I hate it. When I see it online, when I see people having this beef, it just makes my, it just feels so cringy to me that people actually do stuff like that. Like, it feels very high school. Like, are we still back there? That's one thing about growing mm. up that I've realized that people can be high school mentality. Like, I work in a hospital and some of these big doctors, they're still behaving like that <laughs> in high school. You're 50 years old and you're still acting like a teenager. 50. <laughs> like, Come on. So growing up, maturing, nothing to do with age. That is what life has taught me. So I would say that was the worst piece of advice because it was like, yeah, just drag them and put their name in the streets. And I was just like, what are you even saying? Well, you've been watching way too much American TV, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) So it it came from a good place, but it was a really bad piece of advice that I didn't take either. That's very true. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like sometimes the high school mentality can be just so annoying. It baffles me sometimes. It, it, it like baffles me. Like I'm like, how do people still think like this? Like high school is over. You need to start acting like it. But anyway, I'm gonna um go on a tangent because that kind of mentality just it just annoys me to to my to my soul. But anyway, I would say my best piece of advice would be from myself. Oh. <laughs> Of course. Typical. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Okay, no. I would say the best piece of advice I've heard is humble yourself. That was the best piece of advice someone could ever give me is just humble yourself. Like, because a lot of the time, actually, no, the best piece of advice came from Akala when I asked him about um, I get nervous. Pardon? You're obsessed with this map. 
<laughs> I'm not obsessed, no, because what he's no, because my, my man speaks truth. I'm a fan yeah, of truth, so he speaks truth. Anybody that speaks truth, I'm a fan of you. But he said because I was when we first started MG, we were also doing. I was doing the research for the panels. I'm like, how do I do this? I like, I need facts. I need statistics because sometimes people don't listen if you don't have facts and statistics. Like, I can't quantify. I can't explain my feelings into words. That was my problem that I was having trouble with. And Carla was like, brother, you sometimes just have to start. Because if you don't, if you keep on waiting for like facts and statistics to try and back up your point, then you'll never be able to explain any other point that doesn't have facts or statistics. You'll never be able to explain those kind of social cues and social dilemmas that oftentimes can't be grounded in like hard statistical cold facts. So sometimes just learning how to articulate yourself in what you're feeling is the best weapon you can sometimes have. And I took that to heart. And the worst piece of advice I've ever received is YOLO. Because I don't know if people, <laughs> I don't know if people realize, but you live for a very long time. So you may only live once. It's like 90 years. So you have to, you have to like that, that, that drunken YOLO is not bad you, advice. YOLO is not bad it, advice. It is bad advice because the mistakes you make in your twenties. No, I think YOLO is. So it's bad advice. If you, have to, if you have to take something with a pinch of salt, it's bad for you. Tequila is not good for you. That's why I have to take a pinch of salt with it. It's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> tequila is not good for you. You take it with a pinch of salt and some lemon. It's not good for you. I mean, in but the right circumstances, it. tequila is exactly what you need. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is YOLO is good for people like me who overthink. If you overthink it and if you want to plan, 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 you'll never start something because you'll never feel like you're ready. If you just say, you know what, let me just do it. That's true. Let me just deep dive and just do it. And then that's okay. it. It's done. You know? Exactly. But that works for you. For me, you live in order. I live in chaos. So when someone tells me YOLO, I'm like, let's crash this car then. Like that's that's where I'm coming from. So I so that's it's you. a double it's, oh exactly. So we're both we're both on the opposite sides of the spectrum where you're 100% order and YOLO brings you back to the chaos. Like to get that middle. I'm like in the chaos. I'm like, no. This mistake you're about to do will live with you for the rest of your life. You need to dial it back. You need to dial it back a bit. So YOLO has never been a good advice to me because one, I've got crazy friends from uni who do wild things. We've calmed down Still? now, but okay. Oh, no, yeah, of course we have. We've had to calm down. We we live in society. Come on now, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a member of society, but um, so yeah. So I have to actually be like, I have to be like, relax. This is kind of illegal what we're doing, but not to say that I do anything illegal, but we have to. I have to take it easy. I'm like, this this, this is something that could mess me up for the rest of my life. So I always wow, do a double I want to say for the record that Alan's activities outside of MG are not part of the Merlin game. Okay, first off, yeah, I'm your brother, okay? Yeah, I have to back you, whether you like it or not. I've got another brother. Yeah, there are two of you. Wow. Two brothers. Contingency plan. Whoa. I've never heard of this. Oof. But anyway, I'm just saying, back to my point, I'm just saying that sometimes people need to think about actions before they take them don't just go with the crowd don't just do it because you know you only live once think about your actions there's there's having a good time and then there's going too far and people need to recognize that there is a definite line for that it's no longer just banter just be careful that's that's where i'm coming from so that's why i say yolo to me or to someone like me who like who enjoys the chaos i enjoy the banter i enjoy a good time and sometimes you can take that too far and end up in a situation because i've been in times where i'm like i'm in like this wild situation i'm like how the hell did i get here and it's like mm. i do like a split second thought where i'm like i trace back all my steps to how i got into this situation and i'm like had i not just done this had i not just done that had i not just done this i wouldn't be in this like 
dangerous or like embarrassing situation. But yeah, that's just my two pence. That's why I think that YOLO is can be a very depending on the person can be a very can be the worst advice because if you say YOLO to someone who's wild, different different um outcome to someone who like you, Anzi said, who plans all the time. It's like sometimes it's okay to let loose, but someone who's already like loose loose. <laughs> Letting any more loose is like just like a, a the Joker and like just advent for oh. destruction. So yeah, that is my worst piece of advice to people for people like me. Um, on to the next one. This one I will say, and with me and Dandy, unfortunately he's not here, but we always get into an argument about this. So I'm gonna ask you, Andy, subbed or dubbed? Which one? Subbed. What? Subbed. Subbed. Yeah. My guy, he knows what's up. Yes, sir. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Dubbed, don't do that. And Andy, how about you? I know you don't really watch anime like us nerds, but yeah, you're, 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 you know, you watch. Um, first of all, I've just gotten into my anime. I see. You know that? And excuse me, dubbed, never ever dubbed. It's always, always, always has to be the authentic experience. Yeah, authentic. that's what I like to hear. Jesus, like people. I was a dub. I was a dubby for a long time though. For a long time, I was like dub, 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 dub. That they do as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You see the it it makes little logical sense to to be on the dub train, especially with subs being so readily available now. It was it was different back in the noise and the nineties, but now oh yeah, that's true. That is very very true. I was I've I've been subbed ever since Jetix on Sky, where we watched Naruto, and I was like. It's like it just sounded to me. It sounded janky when I was watching. I was like, "Oof!" Then I started watching something. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much better." <laughs> Where was that's this good, in my life? Yeah, that's a good ear because I used to watch that as well, and mm. I could always tell something was off, but I couldn't ever put my finger on it. Exactly. Yeah, like they used to cut out some stuff, and like the music would jump as well. So like, it, it would just be a horrible yeah. experience for your ears. I was like, I know, you th- I know, he said something important, but I don't know because. The, the dumb um, voice actor just like stops halfway through the conversation. I'm like, he said something important because the music's jumping and the fight scene is going. So he said something important, but you know, I just have to take the VA's word for it, quite literally. But, um, <laughs> and on to my final quick fire question. Actually, I've got two more. If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Andy. I would be Superman because he's the strongest. And oh. I, would, I would. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay, all right. If you want to get into this, okay. Superman as like thing, yeah. He's probably the strongest mm-hmm. fictional being. That's um, what we don't allow it. Unless we, unless. Unless we go into like well into nerd territory, which you know I I'm not into my comics like that. But my issues with DC is they have missed open goals with Superman. They can't write a good Superman film in this era. That's my point. Anyway, uh, moving on from that, yeah, Superman's so strong. Yeah, if I was Superman, like I would run the world. What? <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would run the world. Like Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> Superman has the utilities to run the world. He's super strong. He can just steal all the money and give it to whoever needs it. It could be like Robin Hood. All the world's problems would be stopped with Superman because who's going to stop him? Yeah, I think they made a video game called Injustice. 
which and you're sounding like emotion. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what you really that's, meant to say. That's, that's, that's <laughs> different. Not that was different. That's a, that's a Superman who had a bad day, and that's a villain origin story right there. <laughs> I would not have that villain origin story. Simply, what I would do is um, end world hunger. Mm-hmm. And how do you do Um, I would uh, force forcefully force. take the money what? from the people who own companies who are worth trillions of dollars, and I would distribute them, you know, making schools and hospitals in every place in the world. So a dictatorship? Um, a dictatorship where no one has to die of hunger, yes. I'm pretty sure that's how dictators... Exactly, I'm pretty sure that's how they rationalise it too. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some dictators that they wiped off because of similar propaganda. So (laughs) Propaganda? (laughs) We we can get into that if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Propaganda, you know, wow. It's it's political now. I, I, I don't like politics in my podcast, so I'm going to stop now. Um, I'm going to let you continue, Alan. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's power, though. That's my answer. Fair enough. Anzi, how about you? I think we've spoken about this, but just, just set the record. How about you, Anzi? I know that I would want the power of persuasion, Professor X's power, because he is the most over... Controlling how people think, you control the world. That is why data in this it, it, right now in the era we're living in is so important because controlling data is how people think and how people think is the most powerful thing in the entire world. So I would just make people do exactly what I wanted them to do. <laughs> control. Um, no, officer, so, don't be racist today. You know, go jump off control. a ledge. It would be amazing. Wow, go jump off a ledge. ledge. <laughs> Dictator <laughs> behavior right there. Well, I, That's I'm really, really going to be a dictator for like 10 years until I get the world oh straight. Let, not, let, let's not any two ways Why, about yeah, that. Oh, I feel like we're doing the same thing. I'm just using violence and you're just using, you know, mind stuff. Persuasion. <laughs> That's very true. Like, gonna I'm surrounded by dictators. <laughs> you're going to... That's her caveat. You're going to want to do it. Wow. <laughs> I'm surrounded by dictators. Like, okay. All right. What's like, your answer, Alan? <laughs> Um, I would say energy manipulation. With that, I can do everything that you guys are talking about. <laughs> we are so, yeah. all agreed. So yeah, I would probably. I, I wouldn't be a dictator. It would be, it would be by choice. So it's either. Oh, I'll, I'll do, yeah, it's, it's how the Romans did. They're like join or die. Like pick one. Like the choice is yours. Like I'm not being mean about it. I'm like you want to join me? Alright, cool. You want to die? It's your choice. How is that any like, different to what I've? said with my five-year plan i respect world. free will that's why <laughs> i respect yeah, it. you have by giving them the option <laughs> to die is it not a choice <laughs> like me <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. see so, i feel like we're on the same page here you're just pointing the fingers at me because i went first <laughs> we all want the same thing we all want world peace we just won't have different ways of going about it by doing world violence first <laughs> um you can only get to peace through war i'm not an advocate for war but i'm just saying you don't get peace without you know i see in a few yeah. heads your boy from attack on titan disagrees with you and also a touchy disagrees with you as well so but anyway it's average but I, I oh whoa whoa guys mgs <laughs> he didn't mean that. oh even i know that, that is that's that he didn't mean that guys if anybody's listening please 
Andy is a good person and he <laughs> loves anime. Andy, you, you cannot really be nice knowing you, by the way. Like, it's, it's been real, you know. Good. <laughs> nice. oh, the stand's coming for me. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> like, listen, like, when it comes to ca- like casuals, like, I love the, the term, I don't like the term casuals, but in this, in this, it matters. The casuals who, like, trickle in anime, they love Attack on Titan. And, like, people who are, like, anime connoisseurs, we know the difference. We, we know it. But when you say that, that means you're you're targeting the casuals, and the casuals they number in the millions. So good luck. <laughs> good luck. Oh, I mean, I hope they read some good manga. Okay, guys. Like I said, <laughs> um, Andy is a good person, and we love him very much. And what he said, he doesn't mean. <laughs> Don't boo me. I'm right. <laughs> it's all about violence today. What are you yeah, he chose violence. He woke up. He, he woke up on the wrong side of the wrong bed on the wrong country. That's what he woke up. That's what he woke up. And okay, our final quick fire questions: Which fictional character would you want to meet, and why? Or non-fictional? It could be anybody in anybody in history, at all. But actually, you know what? I'm a per caveat. Let's let's make it. Let's narrow it down. They have to be fictional. You always do non-fiction. It has to be fictional. Which fictional character would you want to meet and why? That's hard. That's a hard one. Oh, man. Um, do you want to go first? I'll give you guys time to think. Yeah, you can go first. I really, like, really want to meet Lex Luthor. Like, just why? so you can give me some, so you can give me some business tips. Because clearly... <laughs> business clearly, tips? <laughs> Clearly, the guy is worth—he's worth more than Batman. Like, he's his his arch enemy is Superman. That's how much money this man has. I need his mindset. <laughs> I want to meet him. Just sit down one to one. Here's my business. Where can I be? From here? <laughs> how do I get from... dinner with Lex Luthor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no one on earth compares to Lex Luthor's wealth. Lex Luthor is a country. That's why. Like Batman just runs Gotham. Lex Luthor runs America. That's the you, levels I want to be on. Do you trust a man like that to give you honest business tips? I huh? no, of course I do, because he'll and he will see in my eyes the look of wanna take over the world. And he needs an apprentice. And he will trust no one. I'll do I'll do all I'll do murder for him. I'll do all his dirty secrets, <laughs> everything. Corporate oh. sabotage, you name it, I'll do it. <laughs> just, just back me up. That's all. My so God. I wanna meet Lex Luthor just to see because obviously. A good Lex Luthor, someone in the comics, if a Lex Luthor is written properly, it's the ideas he provokes in your head and the kind of puppetry that he does behind the scene. Like, a Lex Luthor in a power suit doesn't do it for me. The Lex Luthor that's, like, the puppeteer behind the scenes where he's exploiting the darkest parts of humanity to turn them against Superman, that's the Lex Luthor I want to talk to. It's, like, just, just dividing his brain and talking to him. Oh, yeah, and Death from... Um, I want to talk to Death as well. That would be pretty fun. From any video game genre, talk to death. Oh wow, Andy, how about you? Um, I would probably talk to. I'll probably talk to Black Panther. Um, that was mine. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I I just I love everything about him. He's so cool. Always composed. Even when his knobbed cousin like tried to mess up things back in Wakanda, <laughs> he tried to do things respectfully. Um. Mm. Can I take think... my <laughs> Can No, take my no, you, <laughs> you provided the workings as well. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, you throw out our name. No, you were like, I want to have dinner with this man. I want a business plan. I want his money. Yeah, but I think... was cooler. 
Your one is no. for, the, for the cause as well, but mine is just about money. It makes me sound greedy. Like, I am greedy, but I'm also for the cause. And Black Panther seems to be the best you of both of us. You didn't mention any of that in your reasoning. You didn't mention <laughs> anything about the cause. You're like, this man's a trillionaire. Yeah, he right? put it all together. I trust this man with my life. I know, Black Panther's I, great. Fair enough. Just for the record, I just want to be like, financial burden, financial, like, financial instability is the leading cause of depression. I just want to put that out there. Like, I'm just saying, when you're rich, you have less problems. <laughs> we know that, but there's other many, you know, there's other rich people in that DC world even that you could talk to other than going to the man who is the biggest dictator in their universe. I'm sorry, but if anything's if the world if even if reality is anything to go by that, you have to be a little bit of a villain if you want to be rich. You have to be a little bit of a villain. Like we all know that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, the money I have. Nine body. times out of ten, they've dropped the body. Drop the yeah. body. Put out it. there. They dropped the body. Hundred percent. They dropped the body. Money that money like that. They've dropped the body. <laughs> okay. Before we get into that kind of arena, Anzi, how about you? Which fictional character would you want to meet and why? I was gonna say T'Challa as well because the king himself. Um, king. Let me pick someone else because you've taken that for me. What about Shuri? Harry? I don't know who would I pick. It's really difficult because I would. So many people. I, I'd probably want to talk to Professor X. Mm. Okay. Um, if I would, I'm interested in someone who's been in the mind of other people. You know? Then you understand okay. and experience so many different life choices. Like the idea of hearing people's thoughts. I wouldn't want to do that because when you you understand exactly what people think of you. Even in like you say you wanted his powers though. I do want his powers, but I want his powers with caveats. What of choosing to <laughs> choosing exactly? Really, I'd want the powers of someone who I've written actually, a character that I've actually written, and his name is um one. And two? his powers are um, is that they're, they're like Xavier's powers, but they're not. I would say they're not as strong because he has to actually. Sasha actually has to talk and then people listen to him. And Xavier just, he can control the entire world from like his living room. He can just, you know, and I find he that- He needs cerebro, let's, let's relax. The great thing so about he nature- needs cerebro, He needs cerebro, but he can do it, you know? And it's interesting to so, someone who has, who has the thoughts of others. And someone's thoughts is them, their personality, their characteristics. But I really love a good story. And I, I like people watching anyway. So I'd like to talk to someone who, that almost immediately you know mm. like you couldn't i thought you were sorry go on find the sort of i think like the meaning of life for someone like that like what is the meaning of this life where you understand so many people's choices and things like that so he's he's a really he's always been a really interesting character to me um i'd like to talk to i him. thought you might go from the discrimination angle because obviously people don't like to admit it but the mutants well, obviously based on the kind of discrimination that a lot of people, especially black people, we face yeah. the time, during yeah. those periods of time. It's like, there is nothing physically different about us except that we are just exhibiting this one particular, yeah. like, difference in, our, in the default narrative. So that's why whenever I'm reading these X-Men comics, I'm like, wow, it's just like... And then obviously then you have Magneto. It's like, our people like to draw the comparison between Malcolm X and M MLK with... Professor X and Magneto about how yeah. 
both of them are striving for the same end goal, but how they go about it is the difference. And I think you can, you can also touch about touch upon that with um, Killmonger and also Black Panther. Oh. How both of them wanted the same kind of. Now you guys make me sound like a villain. Like you guys pick really. You good are ones, a villain. Like, yeah. That's I'm why. Like, money, you money, money. Yeah, but I'll be rich though. You guys will be like for the cause and stuff, but I'll be rich. That's the difference. I'm I'll be the one to make the actual change. <laughs> Say sign. <laughs> Say sign then. That's what you need. But yeah. Yeah, you guys pick really good ones, whereas I picked money. And I <laughs> sorry. But anyway. <laughs> um, Andy, oh my gosh, it has been so much fun having you on this podcast. And we actually went over quite a little bit, but that's okay. And it's just been so much fun having you on the podcast, just talking to you and chatting with you and just having a good time in general. So I just want to thank you for coming on to the MG podcast. You guys are welcome. You and the entire time are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. Those are really kind words. I had a really fun time here. And yeah, I would be down to come back whenever. 100%. Probably when we do DC versus Marvel, I'll um, recruit your expert <laughs> opinion because. Oh my gosh. There's too many DC stands here and they just, just, just can't hear truth. Just, just hashtag, yeah, hashtag just saying. You know, I mean, if you need a four hour movie for a movie to be good, it's not a good movie, is it? Oh, okay, no, no, I won't stand for this. I will not stand for any like, Snyder stand up in this. Restore oh, the Twitch Snyder. Stream, man. No, 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 never. Never. Uh, never. Snyder's not my goat. Sorry. He's the best. Oh no, he's not. Oh, that wasn't a film. It was an experience. It wasn't even a film. It was an experience. It better be four hour one. I didn't need. (laughs) The best. Guys, I'm trying to wrap up before we get. See, Andy, you see what we did? You see what we did? But don't worry, welcome back anytime. This is why I need you. This is why I need you. But anyway, thank you so much for coming. Um, Before we wrap up this show, I want to make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. And oh, before I forget anything, Andy, where can the MG crowd find you and Streamcast? Uh, you can find Streamcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok on Streamcast underscore, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Streamcast, and Twitch.tv forward slash Streamcast TV. Yes. MG Squad, please go and follow them. You know how we are. You know how we do about these parts. We are all for collaboration and support. And Streamcast, their podcasts are always they're always um, elite. I'm I myself. I enjoy the the conversation you had with Isaac about the push button in. I think it's the Souls game and also Elden Ring. That's also, yes. that's a game. That's a game to look out for. I was like, yo, when I saw this, I was like, there goes my wallet. But anyway. But yeah, so guys, um, take it from me, they are 100% um, certified in there, and the content they cover is very, very, very well made and well done. Andy, of course. Of course, gang, don't forget to check out this podcast. If you guys like it, giving a rating and review, doing this helps us and the wonderful guests reach more people and helps us improve the show. Um, Don't forget to check out our latest events, tournaments, and news on the Meddling Gamers websites. And I think that's it. Stay tuned to this podcast for more creative interviews, video game discussions on pop culture and all that kind of good things. Other than that, I think that's everything. I want to say a final thank you to Andy from Streamcast for coming through. Thank you very much, my friend. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. 
of course and that's going to be everything so anzi was signing off so thanks everyone see you later yes 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 till next time mg squad peace out